To the NHL playoffs, it is tied 2-2 thanks to Tuca. And all alliteration aside, the Boston Bruins evened their Eastern Conference second-round playoff against the Columbus Blue Jackets last night with a critical 4-1 victory backed by the backstop, who earlier this season climbed into second place on the franchise's all-time goalie wins list, second only to Hall of Famer Jerry Cheevers. When the netminder from Finland is on his game, he looks calm and poised in net, making saves by being in the right position before the puck is upon him, anticipating the shot rather than reacting to it. And last night, Rask stopped 39 of those pucks, and the only one that got by him should not even have counted. The Bruins were nursing a 2-0 lead thanks to scores by two players who were overdue to get going, David Pasternak and Patrice Bergeron, when the Jackets got a gift goal on a blown call. A puck got deflected high into the air behind the Bruins' net, and it barely tickled the mesh above the glass, which is out of bounds, and it should lead to a stoppage in play. And it does when the referees see it happen. In this case, they didn't, and the puck had floated so high, most of the players on the ice didn't know where it had gone either, including Bruins defenseman Charlie McAvoy, who was looking around like somebody who couldn't find his car keys when the puck dropped a couple of feet from him and then onto the stick of Artemi Panarin, who popped it into a practically wide-open net. Video replay clearly showed the puck had hit the netting and the play should have been stopped there, but it was not reviewable because Panarin was not the first player to touch the puck when it dropped back to the ice. That's a dumb rule the NHL really should change, but because Rask did not let it rattle him and was so good the rest of the way, it did not change the game's outcome. What did was the it's-about-time emergence of the top three trio of Pasternak, Bergeron, and Brad Marchand, looking a bit more like the players who carried the lion's share of the offense all season for Boston. Pasternak squeaked one by Sergei Bobrovsky, who's been outstanding himself in net for Columbus and was again last night. He made 41 saves, but he also showed some signs of vulnerability. And on the Pasternak goal, a one-timer off a feed from Marshawn near the left faceoff circle, Bobrovsky seemed to have moved over in time to block it, but it trickled through his pads and just barely over the goal line. Bergeron made it 2-0 on a wrist shot top shelf before the Panarin gift goal, and then there was a long stretch of typically frenzied playoff hockey, multiple chances on both ends, turned away by both netminders, and that included a penalty shot granted to Boone Jenner of Columbus, which Rask turned away. Columbus native Sean Corrali gave the Bruins some needed breathing room late in the third period when he scored, and Bergeron dashed any hopes of a Jackets comeback when he scored his second of the game on the power play, putting back a rebound in the crease. So the Bruins win 4-1. They regain home ice advantage when they return to Boston for Game 5 tomorrow night. Out west, the San Jose Sharks and Colorado Avalanche are also knotted up at two games apiece after a 3-0 shutout win at home in Denver last night by Colorado. Philip Grubauer made 32 saves for his first playoff career goose egg. Nathan McKinnon scored one of the three Colorado goals, giving him points now in eight straight playoff games. To Major League Baseball, and the Boston Red Sox were oh so close to their fourth win in a row, taking a 4-3 lead into the bottom of the ninth inning against the White Sox in Chicago last night when the bottom fell out. Chicago's Nicky Delmonico blasted a three-run homer walk-off against Ryan Brazier, and the White Sox won it 6-4. It looked like there were only about 15 people in the ballpark to witness that drama, as the rebuilding White Sox seem as attractive to Chicagoans these days as Amelie Apple which is too bad because they have some intriguing players, including James McCann, who went yard against starter David Price for a two-run homer earlier in the game. Andrew Benintendi homered for Boston, and this was a game the Red Sox probably would have won last year when everything seemed to go right for them. But third baseman Rafael Devers, who made a fine play earlier in the game when he snagged a hot shot down the line on his backhand, 
and made a strong, accurate throw to first for the out. Instead, threw one away on an error on a slow roller in the ninth inning with one out, and that sparked their White Sox rally. Devers' defense, or lack thereof, is really the part of his game that needs the most work, but he's only 22, so it's kind of understandable. Also tough to learn on the job, though, when errors like that lead to home runs like Delmonico's. Brazier also knows he left one out over the plate on that walk-off homer, so it's not all on the young endeavors. Tonight, the unbelievably still winless on the season, Chris Sale, takes his I-can't-believe-I'm-saying-this 0-5 record to the hill against his former team. Maybe that dynamic will inspire Sale to finally record his first win of the year. The New York Yankees were off yesterday. They host the red-hot and Central Division-leading Minnesota Twins tonight. Now, Noah Syndergaard beat the Cincinnati Reds at City Field in Queens last night. And if you think I'm exaggerating his role in the New York Mets' one to nothing win, consider that Syndergaard not only went a full nine innings, striking out ten, he also produced the only run of the game by hitting a home run in the bottom of the third. The player, affectionately known as Thor, becomes the first pitcher in 36 years to throw a complete game and go yard in the same contest. No word yet on whether he can also summon the power of thunder and lightning to go along with his fastball. The L.A. Angels completed a three-game sweep of the Toronto Blue Jays with a 6-2 win in Anaheim last night. Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun hit home runs for Anaheim, or L.A., I should say. In the NBA playoffs, Joel Embiid thrilled the hometown crowd in Philadelphia by pouring in 33 points to go with 10 rebounds, leading the 76ers to a 116-95 blowout win over the Toronto Raptors as the Sixers take a two-games-to-one lead in that second-round series. Finally, a remarkable story of sacrifice and solidarity by more than 200 women hockey players who say they will not be playing in a professional league next season. Why? Because the players make as little as 2000 bucks a season. They have no health insurance. They play in the only women's league in North America, the NWHL. Now more than 200 of these players are boycotting the season in an effort to get the NHL to start up a women's league that can pay a living wage and allow these amazing athletes to show how great the game of women's hockey is. Just watch an Olympic contest. If you don't believe me, we can only hope the NHL gets the message and acts accordingly.